I am vengeance. I am the night. I am also a podcast. I am a podcast. 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 Oh! It's a show. It's a show. Audio only, though. What is it about? If you have time, I can tell you that it is a podcast about Batman and a Batman podcast. Uh, what did you want me to say in this part? It's a show! Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> I am a Welcome to Batman the Animated Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Michael, and you're listening to an interview variety show for your ears based on the legendary 1990s cartoon, you guessed it, Batman the Animated Series. Today's sponsor, they're finny, they're funny, they're oh so delish, they're the Joker's Laughing Fish. So we're on day five of this week-long fundraiser for Black Lives Matter and other organizations that strive to fight racial injustice. Uh, Things have slowed down just a little bit on the donations, so if you're waiting to donate, now is the time. Go to batspodcast.com slash donate and have your donation tripled by myself and Jeff Trammell, who was a guest in the first episode, up to the first $200 made for each of the eight organizations, which at the moment is most of them. It's the easiest way to do a good thing if you have a dollar or two you can spare, so please consider doing it. Today's charity, The Last Prisoner Project. The Last Prisoner Project focuses on three criminal justice reform initiatives, prisoner release, record clearing through clemency and expungement, and re-entry programs. A core social justice focus is to release incarcerated cannabis prisoners. Data shows, however, that most released prisoners fail without the proper resources in place. A criminal record can be a significant barrier to employment, housing, financial assistance, and more, so they work to clear cannabis prisoners' records given that those acts are now legal. Collectively, these programs help cannabis prisoners become fully free. So please, Donate to them. John Gabris, our guest today, brought it to my attention. I've looked into them. They look really great. And if it resonates with you, remember, your donation is tripled through the podcast. Today's episode, The Laughing Fish. The Joker has developed a chemical which induces Joker smiles on fish. He makes a visit to the Gotham copyright offices demanding a copyright for his Joker fish. When the frightened bureaucrats tell him that such a copyright is, of course, impossible, he threatens to kill them one by one until he gets what he wants. It's up to Batman to put a stop to the scheme, even if that means wrestling a shark to make it happen. Original air date, January 10th, 1993. Written by Paul Dini. Directed by Bruce W. Tim. Music composed by Shirley Walker with animation by Dong Yang. Starring Kevin Conroy as Batman, Bob Hastings as Commissioner Gordon, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. as Alfred, Robert Costanzo as Rocco, and of course Harvey Bullock, George Zunza as G. Carl Francis, as well as the ventriloquist in other episodes, Mark Hamill as the Joker, and Arlene Sorkin as Harley Quinn. Today's guest, John Gabris. Gabris is a comedian, podcaster, and one hell of a nice guy. You might know him from his very own podcast, High and Mighty, as well as Raised by TV, Action Boys, and just about anywhere you look in comedy on TV. It was a pledge introducing him to one of my all-time favorite Batman episodes, so without further ado, let's just get to that interview.
All right, we're doing it. Welcome to Batman the Animated Podcast. I'm here with John Gabris. Hey, Justin. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here virtually. <laughs> yes, this is really exciting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm Lawnmower Man. I'm like time traveling. I'm, I'm shoot. We're probably six miles from each other, but it does feel like <laughs> probably even less. <laughs> yes, exactly. It is a either it's three miles, but a forty minute drive or a choppy Zoom connection. No choices. That's all we have. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll take the choppy zoom, baby. <laughs> Even when we're out of this, you know, I've just gotten, uh, I got a hankering for bad connections and half a conversation that I can't hear. I will say like New York friends of mine is like, I feel like we should maintain zoom cocktail hours every once in a while. Cause it's really opened it up. And like, we did it with my family and my brothers and they all live on the East coast and we've never done it in the eight years that I've been living here. And I was like, wow, this was really nice. To it, It's way cheaper than a fucking flight to New York. So I will sit on Zoom and have a drink with my mom and brothers. It was, I can't believe I never did it before the quarantine. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like I was grumpy about doing like video chat stuff. Uh, and then I was like, oh, this isn't, this isn't bad. This is actually nice. And I'm <laughs> talking to people I wouldn't have talked to. Let's keep doing this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well... I wanted to talk to you about Batman the Animated Series because when we talked about uh, over email, you were saying that uh, you had seen it a little bit but uh, hadn't fully dove in. Uh, yeah, I, I've watched a few episodes. I, I, I think I was like a little old when this came out like, and not like too old for the show but in that weird age where I'm, I think I, I have an idea of what adults or men or heterosexuals are supposed to be watching. And it is like the mid nineties. So I'm wrong. But, uh, so in my head, I, I remember watching this and it not hitting me like right away. And I just kind of was into it a little bit, At, but as things went on and I became more of a comic book fan and I've, uh, you know, really delved into like this sort of the YA animation stuff that I love a lot of my real, comic book friends and uh animation heads are like oh you have to watch batman the animated series and i know and i remember that it's good and i feel like i've seen some out of context episodes and moments over the years where people are like this is like in a kid's show this like layered interesting uh argument or philosophy and i was i remember being like shit at some point i'm gonna power through all of this like in the last five years i've watched like all of uh, The Last Airbender, all of Adventure Time, like these kind of shows that are for kids and adults at the same time. And I and it's a real where my bread is buttered type situation now. Yeah, it's such a treat to watch now, too. Uh, I feel like I had a bowl of cereal and ate this. Uh, <laughs> ate, ate the cereal like while I was watching uh, the episode earlier, and I felt like a true child. <laughs> it felt cool. Yeah, I literally, it was the first thing I did when I woke up this morning. I was like, oh, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to put on a cartoon. And, and I had coffee. I, I had my homemade cold brew, which makes me feel like uh, some things have matured and some things. I'm like, yes, Batman yeah. the Animated Series. Crack my knuckles and have my little coffee and sit down and just watch the shit out of it. And it was so fucking good. It was cool. And it, it's making a special, you said now, and I, uh, like especially now and I'll piggyback off that under the auspices of comic book movies are so I don't like gross is not the right word but and I don't even mean it fully negatively but it's positive and negative it's like comic book movies are like weirdly gluttonous and it's like a fuck like there's something that's and watching 
an amazing property like Batman with amazing voice actors and amazing animation and just telling smaller stories and not trying to like connect it to a larger world. It was just, it like, it was like the anecdote I needed to like comic book media, like uh, comic book films, like the blockbusterfication of comic books. It was so enjoyable to fucking watch this small, interesting story with characters, you know, and a Harley Quinn that you weren't like worried about her like yeah. uh, outfit in any capacity. Like it was, th- there was something about it where it was like, this was the this was a good blend of in between fucking not even Suicide Squad but in between uh, Nolan Batman and fucking Adam West Batman. This was a nice like it's got it's mature it's interesting but it's still fun and there's still these goofy fish that can smile and shit like that. Yeah, it's like I feel like this episode in particular is one of my faves because I feel like it does walk that line of like it's silly as shit but also is kind of creepy too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just also like, that's the shit that the thing that stinks about these, uh, uh, that the big comic book blockbuster movies, which I, which I enjoy, which I've seen every single one on opening day. And yeah, I, I'll be grumpy it. about them, but then I will watch every single one of them. Yeah. I rarely rewatch them. So that is what, like, that is my dig against them. Like they are very surfacey for me. It's always like, yeah, I don't think I need to have the hot Cheeto burrito again. Like this was fun. I had it, <laughs> but when you have like a fucking solid grass-fed burger, you're gonna eat that every week or whatever. Uh, now my analogies are all over the place, but the, the and I feel like the thing that bothers me is they're like we have to launch Bane in this movie. This that like the idea that in this episode, like this is such a fun idea. Like if if me and my friends were pitching a Batman movie and you were like the Joker takes over the copyright department or something like the Joker takes over like this weird small, like he's at now the comptroller of Gotham and we're learning what political power he actually has in this moment. That shit is so appealing to me. And the idea that the Batman show, you know, has a hundred episodes or whatever it has and gets a chance to do all these like little mini stories. It, I, I, I truly watched this one and then I was like, Oh, maybe I should watch five more. <laughs> and then I was like, let me, let me see if I can get these for free or uh, a weekend when I'm available, I'm going to download my free trial on the DC app and watch <laughs> order an ounce of weed and watch a hundred back-to-back episodes of Batman, the animated series. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was like, if once you start working in entertainment, like the things that appeal to you the most are things that you don't think you have any way of doing. And I think like Batman, the animated series in a way, like a lot of these other shows, it, it's, it's doing adult, like the Simpsons, like, is famous for it of doing a show, uh, one show at the same time for two different audiences, like age wise or intelligence wise or sense of humor wise, they can do that. And I think this show is another one that's doing that where it's like, I could watch, I could imagine 40 year old Batman, like serious, like, like, you know, fucking Bob Kane heads or whatever. I could see them enjoying it. Then I could also see throwing this on for like my eight year old cousin and him being like, or my eight year old nephew and him being like, yes, Batman, this rules. Like it's so, it walks that line so well. Yeah. It's just this like iconic version of the character that I like where it's like, you don't really need to know much more than like, yeah, it's Batman. You know who he is. You know who the Joker is. Here's a self-contained story. Yes, there's not. I mean, that's one of the fun things about a refillable TV series is it, we don't have to watch him have flashbacks to a well that has bats in it or pearl necklace being ripped in a fucking alley. We, we don't. Don't worry, you'll get it. that in another episode for <laughs> oh, sure. I'm, Maybe two or three. <laughs> yeah, I'm positive it'll come up. It continues to come up in every single movie. Um, 
but it, it was one of those things where it was like, oh, it that was another nice thing was just dropping in and not needing the origin story of being like, and then it's like, how does the Joker come into power? And then Alfred's got to explain. Like, I liked just being able to drop. And I'm is there narrative to the seasons too? And, and some one-offs? Or are they all like kind of one-offs and some like multi-parters? There are some multi-parters. There's stuff that like, if you're watching it, they, they have like some continuity that is fun, but never you're never left out of the loop. Like you can understand what's going on no matter what, you know, when you drop in. Ah, okay. That makes sense. The cool thing that they did, which if you get hooked on this, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> uh, so like they ended up, you know, spinning this out into like a Superman series and Justice League and Batman Beyond, which is a future version of Batman where Bruce Wayne's like a cranky 80 year old who like is alone and sad and, you know, <laughs> helps some, some other, you know, a new younger version of Batman in like a Blade Runner future. Um, that's but awesome. that's when the continuity starts to like kind of pay off is that, uh, since this started in like 92, the final series, I think ended in like the t- mid two thousands. Oh, so like wow. the way it ends up, they, they kind of tie it all back to the original series in a continuity driven way. So there's like payoff later if you ended up watching these, but most of them are one-offs up until the two thousands. So it's. Oh, that's cool, though. Insane that there's been that long of a legacy for this stuff. It's it's real. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, the legacy of Batman is fucking half a century old, right? Like, it, yeah, uh, yeah long, it's older. That's pretty. It's fucking wild. Um, this reminded me of one show I did get hooked on was J uh, Justice League Unlimited. Uh, which oh yeah, I that's feel from like- this. That's yeah. part of that universe. Yeah, yeah. It feel because I think that has Kevin Conroy Batman, right? I think. Uh, yeah, that's exact. That was the show I was just talking about. That th- that is the oh. end to this beginning. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I watched the shit out of that show, but again, like out of order, off of DVR. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, I, I uh, I'm I'm old enough that when people talk about TV shows, I'm like. I come from a time where you didn't even know the names of episodes because there, there was no way to see that. Like we didn't no, you have had to have like a TV guide. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like Simpsons. I have whole episodes memorized, like word perfect, but I couldn't even tell you the name of the episode. You know what I mean? Like it's like, and so I'm when someone's like, I'm like, oh, if you don't say Lisa needs braces or fucking monorail or smiley fish, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Although I think this episode title is the laughing fish. So it might be easy to keep track of which one this is. <laughs> yeah. And at least this has title cards. Simpsons like you never knew unless you were a super nerd. <laughs> yeah, I, I eventually bought the DVD. Like, I, eventually there'd be Wikipedia and online and all that shit. But even before that, it wasn't until my friends started getting the DVDs that I even knew what season things were from. Because like, oh, yeah. it's just because like you're just like amorphous. Like, I don't know. I tune in every Sunday. I have no idea what season, what episode. And sometimes I don't even like I'm, I'm sitting down and it's a repeat and I don't even know until minute eight. You know, you're watching. You're like, oh, fuck. No, this is the one I've seen. Damn it. And I already <laughs> sat through one commercial. <laughs> and now as an adult, it's like you're like, OK, season two, episode 41, blah, blah, blah. Oh, a- original air date, writer, actor, animator. Get all this inf- it, it, for like the nerd in me. This is such like being able to go on uh, Amazon and just be like Batman, the animated series and just see hundreds of episodes with their descriptions and titles listed. I was like, 
fuck dude things are different <laughs> here i am in 2020 being like yo the internet's wild but <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I hot takes from gamers <laughs> hey you guys hear about this thing <laughs> bro they got like all this media you could just fucking stream dude i wish they would do it for pornography <laughs> oh buddy <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we just stopped down for eight hours. So thank you, Justin, for explaining <laughs> streaming uh, pornography to me. Back to Batman, the animated series. <laughs> yeah, it was eight full hours uninterrupted. It really got in the way of our days, but it felt like it was worth it. I appreciate you on. standing by and not, not leaving me to my own devices, making sure I fully understand what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining an eight hour montage at this point. <laughs> uh well, let's dive into the episode. Let's see, you know, like, I mean, you know, beat by beat or whatever. What were your impressions like from the beginning? Like when it started, I, I feel like it's got like, usually they have title cards, by the way. This one just kind of had a title pop up over some animation. Yeah, I, I, I love the fucking like how noir Gotham, how the noirness, yeah. the noirish ability of Gotham shines through in an animated series it's like very cool that it feels like that and even the locations and the other characters they choose really help add that sort of you know gothic uh feeling to it all like uh we'll get to them but like joker's cronies and even the cops which is just like these characters are straight out of like chinatown and or batman the animated series which is which yeah. I, I was very and like even the the whatever they're called the the plates the animatic the background drawings is just beautiful like in like those the perspective of buildings and shit it just it, it was it was gorgeous from the get get off yeah it's this one in particular like you know it always depends on like the animation studio doing it but this one is so pretty i have these uh one of the things my mom got me a present when i was in like high school and it was a <laughs> you remember the warner brothers store did they have them near you yes yes <laughs> which it's crazy that that existed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean a New York based Warner Brothers store? Yeah. <laughs> I, when I was a kid, one of the big, when I was in like 10, 12, I went to an all black and Hispanic school and Warner Brothers was the coolest shit you can ha like that. Like people had like knee length Tasmanian devil t-shirts, like Marvin, the Martian, like leather, uh, like fucking, the letter varsity letter jackets with Marvin the Martian and shit on it was like the hottest shit you could wear when I was a kid. And it was so weird because it was like, I remember that was for kids and now grownups in fucking rap videos have. And then Warner Brothers started dressing those dudes up as like fucking urban characters where it's like, now I have a shirt with Taz with like a backwards hat on. Yes. There was a whole like decade of that. I feel like yeah. Tweety. Yeah. <laughs> They really pushed all of it. <laughs> but she got me this like uh, storyboard replication of the end of this episode. So like uh, what I still have like in my closet where I would ever record any other podcasty stuff or like voiceover stuff is like a <laughs> just like the end of the laughing fish is always just up there. And man, the storyboards are fucking beautiful. <laughs> I believe it, dude. I oh, man. That's really fun. What is the what is the last image that you would have? Is it the shark or the car? Yeah, in the, the water? shark. So it starts from like it's just that like kind of him crashing, Joker crashing up to the roof, and that whole like final fight with the wrench and him jumping off and you know inflating oh, that that's silly awesome. rubber duck. That's cool. Inflatable. Uh, email me a picture of that off uh, pod. I want to. Oh see yeah. That. yeah, yeah, oh please. yeah. 
I have too much stuff related to this episode. A buddy of mine who's an artist uh, sculpted a laughing fish for me for my birthday years ago. <laughs> like, so oh. I just have like a painted. <laughs> it's gotten to the That's point so where I like need a thin down on like Batman stuff hanging up. <laughs> oh yeah. Well the problem with like expressing a part of your personality is like in-laws and family get locked in. It's like, John likes marijuana, so we got him. Um, you know, and it's like, I, yeah, I don't need any more gimmicky shit. But and I also do like way more stuff than just weed, mom. <laughs> no, it's the one thing we locked into, and we'll never forget or try to yeah. learn anything else. It's like my wife. I've been with my wife for uh, seventeen years, and like when we were twenty, she liked owls a lot, and then my mom has for Christmas gotten her some sort of owl knickknack for 15 years and it's like we don't even we don't have room to put it we can't have any more owl shit in our house and we run the risk of becoming some like freak old lady and old man like we can't have that shit <laughs> i don't know maybe it's time you tilt full owl i got owls <laughs> behind me right now if you yeah, want to take them you know that was part of the trigger right there we have like very similar sculpt sculptures that are blue jays in our house too i feel like it's probably the same style or artist because it looks exactly the same yeah, it's like the 60s looking kind of stuff. Yeah, we have like little Blue Jay or Sparrow versions, which is wild. I don't wild. know what it is, but I love anything of that aesthetic. Uh, I mean, that was a Marissa pick, but I'm down. <laughs> and it looks great on the teal walls. Hell yeah, hey, dog. Thank you. You know, yeah. thank you. Uh, wait, let's take a second to explain why you picked this episode for me, because I kind of put it on you and said, well, why don't you pick an episode for me to watch? And yeah. so wh what made you choose The Laughing Fish? I feel like the laughing fish is like quintessentially like a good Batman story, period, like any sort of medium. And also, this is just like one of my like, I'll rewatch this episode anytime. It's like if Jaws is on, I'll watch Jaws. If the laughing fish is, <laughs> I don't know, not on. But like if somebody's <laughs> like, we're going to watch a Batman. I'm like, well, uh, let's watch this one because <laughs> I feel like it's a good like you don't need to know anything about it. It's not like about the clock king. It's not <laughs> you know, right, a, right, an right. obscure it, it, character. It's Joker. And it's a very self-contained story. Like even if you had no idea somehow came into this show not knowing who the joker was you'd still get like what he's going for it, like yeah. what his nefarious plan is it's like a perfect joker story like there are so many of them and sometimes they play him like far more comedic and sometimes he's full-on spooky and i feel yeah. like this rides the line in a way where i'm like he's silly and the like the jokes are goofy but then he suddenly just pivots to scary and i think that's what's fun about the the show and i feel like i'm like well, this is the I, I secretly or not so secretly. I'm like trying to get you to watch more. I'm like, well, if he actually wants to watch it, well, I, I got to give him a good one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that is like the biggest fear ever, too. Right. When you're a fan of something and someone's like, yeah, so where should I start? And you're like, OK. Uh, and then you have to like you have like a million qualifications. You're like, no, I, if you don't like this, it's totally OK. Like that's like where my nerd brain gets activated when my wife's like, well, yeah, well, I'll watch an episode of that. And I'm like, OK. And then it's like. I feel such pressure for her to like it or for my friend that I'm recommending. Like all of a sudden I'm like, and if you hate it, I understand. Take it out on me personally. I chose the wrong episode for you. Or yeah. I should have really thought through it. And I know that you're not going to give me another chance, but you know, just know that there are better episodes that probably fit with what you would enjoy. <laughs> so that was part of it was just trying to give you what I think is like one of the best ones that looks good too. I think it's just yeah. fun. It's a and tight. It's a great episode. It's tight. We have, it gives us Joker, Harley. We get uh, what's his name, Bullock, Bullock, uh, the fucking, yeah. the the only uh, voice, uh, the only animated character in uh, Batman that 
I could maybe potentially play. <laughs> I would love to see a Gabrus Bullock. It's a great. It's a great. I remember him from the uh, Tim Burton Batman, the character of Bullock. So it's fun that he's still around. He's still a piece of shit. And uh, what a great character to have in a show. Someone who's on the quote unquote good side, which and for some reason is Gotham PD. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about the copaganda of Batman the Animated Series. But the uh <laughs> the idea that there's on the team of cops is someone who just hates Batman, but him and Batman and I'm assuming it happens in more episodes, but the idea that Batman just takes it, it's just like Gordon's not going to care if you just kick this dude in the fucking nuts, Batman. Just no. wind up. Get, this dude's being a dick. Knee him in the fucking balls. Do some fucking bat jitsu. Fuck this dude up. Gordon's not going to be on your case about it. It's the fucking thin blue line. They'll hide. They'll cover up their own violence. Just whoop his fucking ass and they'll keep it. And there is a documentary it. specifically about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The uh, Errol Flynn, not Errol Flynn. Yes, uh, Errol Morris. <laughs> Errol Morris, yeah. <laughs> Errol Flynn made a documentary. <laughs> He's dressed up as Robin Hood. <laughs> it's very confusing. <laughs> I was all in, but I, it was confusing, too. <laughs> yeah, I was on board. I, I, I agreed with a lot of the points he made, but very confusing. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bullock is great. I, he does have some like kind of like solo, more focused episodes. Uh, and he, oh God, he's got a real sad life when you see it. Like they truly, his apartment is, since it's a cartoon, the worst version of an apartment. So <laughs> it's like there are holes in the walls and roaches crawling everywhere. And oh, that's awesome. I missed that from like, uh, like when it was like you want to know this person lives like shit, and it's like cartoonish. Like even in like live action shit it would always be like there's a like a rat in the tub you know and it's like this person this poor person is the lead of the movie and we have to like show that their life sucks this much but we get to see bullock uh one of my favorite things is like aggressive uh cocky asshole gets a comeuppance and we get to just watch that full cycle on display in like a six minute uh portion of act two we just see Bullock do the full fucking uh, the full Joseph Campbell story circle. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, you know, always ends in somebody being dangled over, uh, <laughs> you know, a shark tank. Well, I love that. Uh, I, we're j- jumping around here. But that moment where Bullock's like, I got you outgunned and you're like what they both have one gun. <laughs> and then she shoots first and just ties him up and he drops his gun. And I'm like, wait a minute. What made you think you had her outgunned? Because A, I didn't visually see it, and B, you just learned that you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's got he's more headstrong than he is uh, brain strong. <laughs> yes, to say the least, for sure. I love uh, I just love that whole like uh, copywriter scene, like when the Joker storms in, <laughs> and his the- plan is to copyright fish. <laughs> so he can make a profit off of it. And and there's part of me, and maybe like the first time you see it, you're like, is this really what it's about? And it is, but also that they call it out as crazy is also yeah. fun. <laughs> I know. I, I do. I do like that. And it's funny because you're like, yeah, the Joker is crazy. And the only way we've really seen that played out, uh, and I'm using crazy as in the loosest animated comic book sense. Yes, but like, likewise. <laughs> we, we see him being whatever he is, and um, you're always like, well, why is his version of crazy always require like 
clown adjacent things. Like it's very specific or it's always, he's so crazy, but it's always about fucking with Batman in some way. So watching this episode, it's like, yes, if you let me write Joker stories, I'd be like, dude goes so crazy. He launches an advertise, like just like these things that are just weird choices is what Joker would probably do if you're playing up the merry prankster element of the of the Joker, uh-huh. he would copyright his own style of fish and find out, you know, like butterfly effect, what that causes, where he's ended up making money at fish markets or infecting people with laughing gas or the, I think as bat as Batman describes it, a uh, binary agent when combined causes whatever. Like this is the shit that I would love to write Joker to do. It's like, oh yeah, Joker launches a podcast network, and all these people don't realize they're doing subliminal work for the Joker. Like shit, like that. Joker oh, opens great. an ice <laughs> Joker opens an ice cream stand to radicalize young the youth into uh, Joker esque uh, belief system. Like that's the shit that I, that that's the kind of shows I I would be writing. And so to see it on fully display in this episode is so much fun yeah i feel like it's a fun version of him where it's like he's there to disrupt the system and also catch people in a catch-22 of like it's it's like well he seems like he's aware that it it can't happen and that's the point and that feels like weirdly (laughs) scary like even though it's like oh you're the normal person in the situation getting terrorized by somebody and picked out of like anybody by the joker (laughs) like that it could happen to you is like a right right That is horrifying. Like someone comes in dressed like a clown and says, I want to copyright something. You're like, oh, my job is supposed to be so simple and stupid and easy. And now I got to fucking interact with a guy in a fucking zoot suit and a gun that's shoot, uh, a, a flower on his uh, lapel that shoots acid. Great. Now I'm dealing with this guy. And the idea that that is what Gotham is like. If there are this rogues gallery of victim, like villains, not every villain is kidnapping. They might be doing weird zoning shit to build. Like I would love to watch the Joker like in like uh court arguing for freeing people from Arkham Asylum, like some sort of Mr. Joker goes to Washington or some shit like, like these kind of storylines where you see his mania on display in a different way. Like this one is such to watch, to get to, like, to have a show that's so rich and a world that's so brilliant, to have a moment where we get to meet the head of the copyright department of Gotham is such, like, a weird place to end up in an episode. Like, if you did that in an improv show, you'd be like, how the fuck did we get to, like, the copyright? Like, the serial killer was trying to copyright his uh, catchphrase. It's like, that's fun fucking wild exploration. And it makes total sense for the Joker character. Yeah. There's uh, I, this is like a written by a dude named Paul Dini who's he he created the character of Harley Quinn for this show, but uh, I feel like he does some of the best Joker episodes, uh, and and he does some of the stuff like that where it's like, there's one where I mean they all the villains basically kidnap Batman, take over the asylum, and put him on trial. There's oh one, I've, I've seen I've seen imagery from that if not the whole episode itself, yeah. There's a real, it's a sillier one, but there's one where the Joker inherits uh, millions of dollars and basically is able to buy his freedom, uh, <laughs> you know, and basically <laughs> like uh, just run free uh, until he, you know, gets chased down by the IRS. <laughs> like the- <laughs> that's, that's odd. Like, yeah, the Joker winning the lottery. Like, that's the shit you would love to throw up on the board if you were writing for a Batman story. Oh, yeah. Like, the Joker winning the lottery just puts him on. On tier with Batman, like is Batman is just a capitalistic, pugilistic fucking. 
icon of uh, Law and Order. Everything f- feels weird. Like we're watching a cartoon for kids, but with like police in it, and it's hard not to think of the current environment we're in, which yes. is wild. Yeah, it really struck I- me in this moment, like watching it and seeing. You know, because I, I, I think we're all like way more aware of the way that we've been sort of like desensitized to uh, police brutality and like the idea of like, you're just told as a kid, like cops are good. And right. for sure, you know, it's watching shows like this and this one, not as bad. You know, it's not about a cop, but it still right. is like the presence is like they're there to support the, You can trust them some <laughs> yeah. of the time. You know, unless yeah. they're attacking Batman, then they're bad. <laughs> Yeah, not and there's no real breakdown as to like the economic situation that got Joker's goons into the place where they were hired by a clown for indiscriminate violence. Like you know the situations in God, Batman's not doing any uh, structural work amongst the. Uh, maybe Arkham Asylum could use an influx of money to help rehab. It's maybe say like while you're in the asylum, you're not allowed to wear your makeup. <laughs> like while you're in here, you shouldn't be able to dress like the character you believe yourself to be. <laughs> that is, I mean, it's wild. Joker in particular, like, is that your skin or is that uh, makeup? Yeah. <laughs> this is a great character for, uh, for you to play, Justin. You could play like uh, a, uh, Gotham DA or like a Gotham like in like the Gotham's version of AOC who's like hey I noticed some structural issues here in Gotham and everyone's ignor- everyone's ignoring you but you're like hey maybe the guy who can freeze stuff shouldn't be allowed to have a freeze gun with him in the jail cell or like <laughs> keep penguins away from this guy for a while like <laughs> keep that hat off the Mad Hatter my man you know use it to mind control people <laughs> We're walking right into this, people. <laughs> uh, I mean, I what I did love about this version of Batman as a kid is uh, they do ha- he chooses to rehabilitate rather than beat the shit out of half the time. Yeah, which is, I feel like what sort of like was a positive influence. Like I feel like there's, I don't know. I mean, you watch like all this kind of like Snydery Batman stuff, and it's. It's just like, isn't it fucking cool that he beats the shit out of people like it's a video game? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, the most recent one, he had like fucking machine gun turrets and shit. I didn't hate it. It was cool as hell, but it's not exactly what I like about Batman. (laughs) Yeah. No, it feels pretty antithetical when it's like, isn't his one thing that he doesn't use guns? (laughs) Like, that's like like the one thing. (laughs) The only thing that makes him just not an absolute vengeful scumbag. Like, he's... Batman has all the trappings of he should just be a bad guy. He's like a billionaire who doesn't do any good besides like killing criminals, shooting or attacking criminals indiscriminately at night, which is weirdly sort of like a weird male fantasy. But at the same time, he is lauded as a hero. <laughs> like it's uh-huh. like, hey, why don't you just donate? Hey, instead of buying a fucking Batmobile, why don't you buy a fucking school bus that sends kids to school? <laughs> Let you help out Gotham in another like you we could really dismantle Batman in the idea of like as just a reactionary to crime. It's like, well, why don't we deal with the system that keeps allowing Joker to be free and doing whatever he wants instead? (laughs) Batman just goes to like Gotham Law School like that's like a full season is he's just like, I'm actually going to become a civil rights lawyer. (laughs) I'd love to see that. (laughs) 
I going back to that uh, that that copyright guy. Just the voice of that character. I didn't want to forget <laughs> the some of the reads were. I think he had a line that was, "He's crazy." <laughs> it was like, "Yeah, no, no shit, man. That's the Joker. You should know who he is." Like he even he calls him Joker. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's funny. He, uh, he is like an old man who is handed the script. I'm sure it's a person putting on a voice, but it, it reeks of like an old man who has just handled a, handed a script and was like, here, say these words, <laughs> which kind of works for the character. Yeah. Just this guy who's like, I keep to myself and I never thought I'd interact with another human being any day, <laughs> let alone a uh, bunch. G. Carl Francis portrayed by George Zunza. Oh. oh, I recognize this dude. He's great. He does sort of other voiceover on the series, too. I think yeah, he's the voice he does. of the ventriloquist. Yeah, holy shit, you're good. <laughs> I mean, this is the only show I can do this for. <laughs> oh, okay, fair. <laughs> and Scarface, he, he apparently yeah. is, too. Yeah. Ooh, you got to check out those. There's a there's a mobster with a, a ventriloquist dummy who is the head of the mob, and <laughs> he's great. <laughs> Okay, we'll meet House. Gabrus must check that out immediately. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's great. Uh, I love that there, that commercial always uh, tickles me. I love a fake commercial. Uh, oh, yeah. Get, dressing up the henchman is one of my favorite little bits. Like It feels like a perfect tried and true like Looney Tunes style bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wait, and isn't uh, the, going back to the henchman for a second? I love that moment when he's like, "I believe you know my associate Harley Quinn," and these are—I uh, don't know their names. It was such like a, yeah. <laughs> a great commentary moment of like, "And these guys are just here for the episode." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and is—is is Harley Quinn referred to as Henchwench at some point? I think she is by Bullock at the end, right? Of the, yes, the yes, episode. yes. I and did like she... that phrase, but I, I, it's very, uh, I might have gone with Wenchman, but I like Henchwench <laughs> as well. Yeah, I, I mean, for sure, it's one of those, like, the room is divided on it, <laughs> and you flip a coin. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, who cares? Honestly, who's going to be talking? It's not like there's going to be a podcast about this show 20 years from now where fucking adult men are going to be going over it with a fine-tooth comb. <laughs> <laughs> in a pandemic no less during a state of civil unrest <laughs> hey uh do you think we should follow up with that uh that story producer who predicted 2020 way back in the day <laughs> that guy was accidentally right about a lot of shit in america oh you mean crystal ball <laughs> i just thought it was his wga name no, no, he was the dude with the crystal ball for a head that had a, you know, yeah. he's a crystal ball head and just a, a walking suit underneath. It is funny to picture the writer's room of Batman the Animated Series as its own ro rogues gallery, too, of like, God, uh, <laughs> I would love that. Continuity man. I mean, you know that their Halloween parties were fun. <laughs> yes. Oh, for sure. I feel like all those parties were fun, <laughs> Halloween or not. I feel like everyone had a fucking Batman suit lying around. Oh, yeah. There is, if you look it up, there is some uh, footage of like 
the, I think it's like a local, like LA news, like we're going to go visit the, you know, where they make Batman, the animated series. And it's truly just people running around going wild at one point, like just <laughs> tackling each other and playing pranks. I was like, what? Is this? this is not what I expected. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is sort of like when you're a kid, what you think like comedy writers rooms are. And then when you ever get in one and it's just like, uh, 12 people just like heads down stressed and crying and like <laughs> we're here oh. until 11 p.m. for this <laughs> joke that probably was fine <laughs> definitely was fine <laughs> yeah it was good enough it's a fucking show for kids <laughs> yeah uh, other stuff that stands out to you that like upon first watch that really popped I, I really dug the sort of complicated like uh switcheroo of who's wearing the bad suit and stuff of of the uh like in the office when they were like when the copyright guy comes to them and then eventually the cat and then like the marlin bomb comes at the marlin missile comes in through the window like that that shit was all like i dug it and also it was weirdly um in the genre of like a cop thing, it's like, all right, we're waiting here when the killer does this. Like, it, it felt like the movie Seven. It felt like a lot of um, uh, cop movies and, and dark dramas of the time, which I thought was fun to to play that against a fucking swordfish shooting off the top of a fucking van through the window. And it, and like in classic Batman Joker sense, it hits the wall and it leaks gas. Like, it didn't have to be a Marlin at all. <laughs> But I love I love nope. that element. But the the surrounding scene of that is like the intense sort of like when or when's he gonna knock? All right, when he gets here, this is how we're gonna play it. Like that kind of undercover moment, and then for it to be played for a sort of tense tension and laughs, where it was revealed that that fat guy in the Batman suit wasn't Batman. Like like there was a lot of and Batman. Oh. The whole reveal that Batman's in there, too. It's like, yeah, we should be pretty safe. He's like, well, if I could sneak in. And it's like the police hat is just sitting on top of the cow. Like, it, it's clearly played for a gag that's like, how'd you not know that this one cop in the dark yeah. corner was six foot three, shredded, and had a fucking cape on? <laughs> like, it was such yeah. a great moment. <laughs> and likely a Hollywood toy and costume style cop outfit. <laughs> Yes, exactly, right? Like it's just like he it was like he was a stripper. He was like, "All right, Bullock, you're under arrest." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they they had to cut that for time, but it was definitely part of it. Uh yeah, I love all of that like stakeouty stuff. It, it all feels so of like the genre. I like the shot of like the marlin flying through. Like it's kind of a cool shot where like it flies towards them and we're seeing it like as it's narrowly missing all the cops and then hits the wall. I was like, this is cool. You didn't have to do it this way. It was probably way harder. <laughs> yeah, and also you didn't have to have like a shark tank be a part of the plot points. And like I like that be because of the idea of Joker and um the idea of like this world that they live in where it's like, no, this guy's a serious danger. Yes. He did theme everything around fish for this crime, but like it's still dangerous, but yes, yes. There'll be a Marlin missile. There'll be a fish tank. There'll be, he'll disappear off the dock. Uh, there'll be laughing fish, uh, but it is actually dangerous. So for, I like those little, like, every, Oh, so how do they get Bullock? It's like, sh probably should be a shark tank. And it's like, 
we literally get a shot of an animated character holding a bloody piece of chum, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, like the idea of hot potatoing un- chum underwater. We literally get to that moment, w- moment with a goth- Gotham police officer. <laughs> and Batman wrestling a shark. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which is straight out of Adam West, Batman. Yes. And like, so like threading that needle of like, uh, I mean, this predates, um, uh, Christian Bale's Batman uh, predates uh, Nolan's Batman, but like threading the needle of like edgy Batman and like cartoony Batman. This is a like the, the Adam West Batman movie has shark repellent that they spray in a shark's face. Uh Like that's like he punches a shark in the face. We get to that moment in this cartoon. And this is a 22 minute episode uh, ostensibly for kids watching this on a Saturday morning. And it's got this homage. It's got noir references. It's got, like weird polit and even the shit with like getting the trademark of the fish adds that level of like Chinatown noir where you're like the bad guys are, are the water department. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. this sort of like systematic, like you don't fully understand what they're trying to stop, but you realize people are evil and willing to do it. And so I feel like this episode and I- I'm assuming the other small amount of episodes I've seen and plenty more on top of that, that I'm sure a lot of them are like this where they walk the line of like, yeah, this is a police, this is a procedural comic book, but also this guy's committing crimes in this noir, noir world or this ventriloquist carrying mafia boss is doing actual crime. So blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It feels like they, they love pulling references from like so many noir things, so much like Kubrick and Hitchcock too. Oh, hell Yeah. It's, the fucking it's, like random like Dutch angles of noir buildings yeah. and stuff. Like I love all that shit. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I should say the from my research was that the episode is kind of based on some original Batman comics. So like there's a '70s comic called Joker's Five Way Revenge, and then there is one called Laughing Fish and Sign of the Joker, uh, which is a an old detective comic. So it's like it, it was like a they took the idea, the best parts of all those, fused them together kind of combined them into something that worked for a cartoon like i feel like on paper if you're an exec reading this you're like yeah it's fine for kids it's uh you know about uh, the joker's giving fish smiles <laughs> yeah yeah right like that's the pitch is like it's called the laughing fish imagine a fish with a with lipstick and a big smile people are like fuck yeah i'm in uh, but then the execution of it, I think, is so deft. Like, there's, like, no wasted space in the episode, and I think that's what I like about it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's fucking tight as hell. It, it, it I, I jumped back because I, like, looked at my phone for, like, one minute while watching it, uh, which is something I'm trying not to do, but I have a hard time with it in quarantine, my attention span, where I'm, quote-unquote, watching an episode of a, a great TV show for work, and I still can't fucking like, and I took my, I looked down at my phone. I look back up and they're in a fucking shark tank and there's like a shark. And I'm like, Oh man, a lot of shit. And I just like jump back, like hit the back 10 seconds, like a few times. And I was like, damn, this shit is cruising. This episode cruises. Yeah. They got to pack so much in. <laughs> yeah. Cause they there's just feel so like many movies and there's no B stories and C stories that you're like concerned about. Like it's like, it's a full on little story this uh, this one off and it and it's rich and it's it it I, I think I said cruises like five times but I felt watching this it fucking cruised it was like oh this is awesome 
truly I clicked to watch the next episode and then it prompted me that I should pay for it. And I was like, oh, right. And I was watching this to talk to Justin about it. Not like I was ready to just be like next, next, next and be like, it's 4 p.m. And like <laughs> just day gone. So that's like the, that's a powerful feeling, like watching something like this and wanting to rewatch it immediately. I will happily send you 10 more I think are good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Please do. Uh, and I know you're really struggling to limit it to 10, I feel like. For you. I mean, buddy, there are 109, okay? And it actually And here they on. are ranked in order. Okay, starting with episode 41 is number one. And here is why. It's like, uh, Justin, Zoom connection faltering. But goodbye. Uh, no, no, I can hear you perfectly, buddy. You know what? I'm going to call you and I'm going to show up at your place. <laughs> and you know Mark Hamill is the Joker? Yes, of course. Yeah. What a treat. He's so good. And and uh, it's Kevin Connolly or Conroy, the guy. Conroy, um, yeah. Conroy, who does Batman. That voice is fucking great. Bullock's voice is great. Gordon's voice is great. It's, it's, it's great work all around. And I'm so happy Hamill had Joker for this whole time when you everyone was wondering where he was. And he's just like, oh, I, don't worry, I'm working. And it's iconic. It's, his role, his voice of Joker is an iconic role at this point. Yeah, it's the voice I hear in my head. It's the one that I'm like, this tops all the others. Um, yeah, I'm still a Jared Leto as Joker guy in my head. So like. <laughs> still, <laughs> it's been always so long. have been, always will be. <laughs> I've imagined it before I knew he existed. <laughs> Back when I was at my first Thirty Second to Mars concert, <laughs> I said, "This dude's gotta play the Joker." <laughs> Instead of getting an autograph, I autographed his face with lipstick, white makeup, and some green hair. <laughs> Uh, yes, I was arrested <laughs> and because what I did was awful. But <laughs> now that I'm out of prison right now, this very instant, <laughs> I'm, I'm so pumped to see Suicide Squad. It's got a rule. <laughs> Foof. <laughs> I didn't I didn't hate Suicide Squad. I appreciated that it was different, but it was boring. It was an awesome uh, mixtape, but it was a pretty boring movie. I'll be honest, I have not seen it. That's I think that's the one out of these DC movies I haven't seen. I love the comic. The Suicide Squad idea is so fucking cool. Like, get a bunch yeah. of rogues hired by the government who have to, you know, basically pay for their sins or pay their way out of, you know, being whatever incarcerated yeah it's like the dirty dozen shit it's like yeah it's like, yeah it's just a classic uh story but yeah the movie's not that strong did you like uh while we're just on random dc shit i like birds of prey a lot i, I did that not movie oh wait i haven't seen that i heard good things about birds of prey oh hey uh it's a quarantine not a lot of new media i bet you that's hitting uh streaming soon if not yeah already. very very enjoyable movie it just like, looks I, more I, fun it was more fun and th I think that's what Marvel's doing wrong with uh, the. I like that how the extended universe that gives it the feel of comic books. But I will say, continuity was always my least favorite part of comic books. I never cared for that. I always hated, excuse me, I always hated these like global resets and Earth 2 and like time travel to fix shit. So that shit always bothered me. But what I like about all this to say, what I like about the DC stuff is it feels like. And they're leaning this way a little bit. And I wish Marvel did this more, too, that you can go genre to genre in these movies like Aquaman could be a silly fantasy and Birds of Prey could be this sort of pop culture zeitgeisty sort of like female empowerment movie. And uh, Batman could be a dark, violent thriller. Superman could be this own. And I, I think that's where DC has a chance to 
uh, surpass Marvel is sort of like, yeah, we made uh, a comedy movie starring Robin. We like like that's something that Marvel can't do because they're doing four quadrant tones with everything where it's like mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy is as funny and as violent as everything they put out because it's all that PG-13 needle thread of a buff white guy in a suit shooting uh, a blue alien that looks has a similar power to the guy they fought in the previous movie. Whereas I think DC can go fucking like, we got Suicide Squad, what, take it or leave it, it's a fucking uh, prison movie. It's the, like you and I think DC should go even further. Like they're doing great in the TV stuff, but I think in movies they should do like shrunken down versions. Like, show me a movie that takes place in Arkham Asylum. That's like fucking uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with DC Rogues Gallery people. Show, make fucking weird choices. Go nuts. Like that's I think that's what people are missing. Is like use the DC universe, but they don't have to be the genre. Doesn't have to be comic book movie. Like, yeah, I think I think that's the that's my issue with. <laughs> wow. I found a way to say it in five words. I'm glad I <laughs> found it at the end of that seven minute diatribe. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Uh, weed works, man. Uh, so what I guess what I'm getting at is comic book movie doesn't have to be a genre. And that's what excites me about DC. And I see that more in their future than I do in the Marvel future. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I would love to see them push into more unique takes on stuff. Uh Right. And just like like all the movies that we like, just like like Logan was a Western more or less. And I thought that was like a cool. I mean, Logan is from Mangold and it is the same plot as 310 to Yuma and Copland. But that being said, uh, it, it it Logan felt like a, not a comic book movie, it, despite it having Wolverine, Charles Xavier and Weapon X and shit in it. It still felt like a diff, not a comic book movie. Marvel, the rest of Marvel movies all kind of just and that's why at least like Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad, whether you like them or not, they are like they feel different than those other movies. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of my TED talk. And <laughs> I, sir, you're the one person that came. So I appreciate you being here. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't uh, question. Oh, I see. I see now that you're just eating Chinese food. I, th- I realize you might have just been looking for a place to sit down and have food. I was. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I regret saying that. Well, good to see everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me again. Just me. <laughs> I know. Stop. It hurts. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I feel you on the, all that. I, I think it's... Uh, and I want them to get out of this dark zone with where it's like everything has to be dark. And I feel like they did it with like Wonder Woman and they've done it. Actually, Shazam, I thought was oh. very fun. I thought that was one of my favorite recent ones and I didn't expect to like it. I, I, I should have included Shazam in that conversation. Like, I didn't even love Shazam. I didn't really like it, but I did enjoy it more than I enjoyed Justice League because it felt like it was just trying to do something different. Trying to be fun in a different way. Yeah. 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 And I and God help. And. I used Logan as an example earlier, but I think DC should do this too. If we're not trying to make $10 billion on every movie, maybe one of them's R-rated. Maybe one of them's just for kids. You know what I mean? Like, maybe we aim lower and it's like fucking, you know, Justice League babies, like Muppet babies. (laughs) (laughs) JL babies. (laughs) Buddy, I'm not kidding. You got an episode of that. There's one out there from Justice League Unlimited. (laughs) Uh, is there? <laughs> yeah, they get turned into babies. Well, I feel like we did it. We covered most of we we talked about an episode. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's like all you can do, right? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, thanks for doing the show, man. I wanted to talk quickly because I'm going to be, you know, this is a fundraiser kind of event for the podcast. And I asked people if they had any particular charities that they wanted to sponsor. And so that's the one I'm going to be sharing around. And you brought one up and I, I wanted to see if you had anything to share about it so people sure. know what it is. Yeah, this is one of my... Uh, uh, one of my pet causes, one of my many pet causes, and you'll understand why shortly. Uh, it's the, they're called the Last Prisoner Project, and they're uh, a nonprofit, a charity that's working to. Uh, they're literally their mission statement is they will not rest and they will not stop until the last cannabis prisoner has been set free. And I think we're seeing like the quarantine, the uh, pandemic has really pointed at in these places where cannabis is legal that it's an essential business. And uh, so there are people currently in jail for having done something that is now considered essential business, like required for the state or city to run. And people who uh, people that are arrested are still in jail for it. So I think it's one small facet of prison and justice and and uh, justice reform and all that but i think it's a very small focus one and something that i think speaks to a lot of us who are lucky enough to be like me uh a white kid who never really was worried about getting caught smoking pot except for trouble from my parents uh was never really and now Arguably, I make money off of my brand being sort of pro cannabis, and I uh, have uh, getting sponsored by weed companies. I've been given free marijuana. You can go to a restaurant where there's a weed waiter. There's all this now, and yet there are still people in jail for having this was their only option at a time or they happen to have an unlucky streak where they were caught with a small amount and shit just spirals for people. So the least we could do is get all these people who are in jail for cannabis out and give them a a new chance at life. And a lot of these cannabis companies are also making claims to hire people who have been put in jail because once you're out of jail, it's even hard. It's hard to find work because you have the stigma of having been in jail. So, Check out Last Prisoner Project. Uh, I dedicate, I donated all my proceeds for my 420 episode to them, and I'll continue to be supporting them as much as I can. And I appreciate you, Justin, using the platform of Batman the Animated Series <laughs> to get this uh, of your of your podcast to get this out to uh, people because I do find that it's a small sort of focused way to attack uh, the uh, criminal justice reform. Damn, well spoken. Yeah. Thank, thanks, man. Yeah, but if only I could be that succinct when describing Suicide Squad. <laughs> well, you know, which is more important? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you tell me, brother. <laughs> man, thanks for doing the show. It was so much uh, fun to chat with yeah. you about this. Thanks for having me, man. Um, you should come do High and Mighty. You should have uh, come up with an excuse to have a conversation on High and Mighty. I sure. would love to. Yeah. And so, uh, look for where that. Where can people listeners. find you? Yeah. I guess what are I'm, your pods? What are your tweets? Whatever, I'm, all that at Gabrus on all social media and I have my personal podcast High and Mighty I have a Patreon podcast called Action Boys where we review action movies of my youth for uh, longer than the runtime of the movies and then I have a sort of scripted comedy podcast on Stitcher Premium the Gino Lombardo show promo code Gino for one free month Uh, I think that's maybe one of the funniest things I've ever and it's not because of all because of me. I have hilarious guests and I had uh, friends come in and help write bits. And I think the show just came out very well. So if you uh, if you have Stitcher Premium or want to scam a free month, cancel it. I don't give a fuck, but I just I'm proud of people listen to that. Cool. And that was John Gabris. Follow him at Gabris on Twitter. 
If you like the show, rate and subscribe on Apple and follow us at BTAS Podcast and me at Hey Justin. Lastly, please donate to The Last Prisoner Project at BTASpodcast.com slash donate. A direct link is in the show notes. And please share these episodes around. I'd really love to reach our maximum by the end of the fundraiser. And you know what? I believe we can do it. I really appreciate everybody who's contributed so far. Batman the Animated Podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Justin Michael. Tom Smith created the show logo, and Casey Trela helped produce the theme song. Harry Chaskin is the booming voice of this podcast. Thanks again to Gabrus for providing the good time and being down to chat bat. Finally, Tori Malatia, you know, thank you for publicly saying... He's crazy. ...about me on the local news. Simply because I include you in a five-year-long bit that has nothing to do with Batman, that's crazy to you? Well, you might have a point. Oh, well. That's that. Go to BTASpodcast.com slash donate. Stay safe and keep listening every day this week for new episodes. We've got some of the best episodes are coming. Bye-bye.